1: Yes, hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News. In a nutshell, for your Thursday morning, it is Thursday, the 21st of September, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back with you as we get a little closer to preliminary final weekend in both the NRL and the AFL. We're broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 1170 our open line number. As always, you can text. Next, 457 and that's before breakfast in Sydney with Vossi and Brandy. Padden Heels coming up for Listers in Queensland after the 6 o'clock. News, lots to get through between now and then, though. Lots of rugby league news floating around, of course. The anticip- anticipation building for the game tomorrow night between the Panthers and the Storm. The game on Saturday night between the Broncos and the Warriors. Of course, we've got the AFL prelims as well. GWS in action against Collingwood tomorrow night. The Lions against Carlton on Saturday night. So we'll talk more about all of those tomorrow on the show. We'll get a full finals weekend preview, and Charlie Goodsir will join me in the studio, but we'll get through some of the news of the day today. Plus, Chris Perkins from America will join me on the line in about 10 or 15 minutes to discuss all the hot topics coming out of America. We'll also throw at Chris something that we spoke about on this show. I know the breakfast guys, Vossi and James Magnuson, did yesterday about... This plan to house the NRL players that are going over to Vegas next year away from the Strip. And whether that makes any difference or not, we'll get an American. Uh, To explain it to us uh, in about ten or fifteen minutes, plus all the big news coming out of America, and if you do have any questions for Chris, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. And whilst we're in the midst of the rugby league finals, the AFL finals, cricket still being played, of course the World Cup only a couple of weeks away. Paul Dennett, our cricket expert, will join me on the line in about half an hour. So busy show as always. Want to hear from you? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy oh four five seven seven three six seven three six at two and a half past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem, built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a Rheem, Australia's favourite hot water. All right, let's get to some of the news of the day. And it's a club that probably won't surprise you that they're in the news, but definitely not featuring in finals footy this year. In fact, they haven't featured in finals footy for a while. However, some big news, a couple of big uh, stories coming out of the West Tigers yesterday. Um, big in terms of their future, both on the field and off the field. So they have re-signed chairman um, Lee Hachipantelis for another three years. And they've also uh, re-signed uh, Jareem Bula on a massive new deal worth around $2.8 million. Both the extension of Hachipantelis and the re-signing of Bula, while separate and unrelated, will spark widespread debate among the West Tigers fan base. And yes, we can start it here. Uh, now, Buller, who's one of the leading candidates for the Dell EM Rookie of the Year, uh, he's produced a Cinderella story now uh, that the game has rarely if ever seen before. Uh, 21 years old, this time last year, was without an NRL club and only earned a train and trial contract with the West Tigers last November. His new upgraded deal uh, gets him uh, to uh, join some of the game's real high earners. Averaging out at around $700,000 a season until the end of 2027. 18 games in his debut season. He was also voted as the club's Players Player and the Rookie of the Year. Following an incredible year. Uh, Buller said, I want to stay here as long as I can. The club blessed me with this opportunity. And I'm not in this position without them. I want to hopefully win a championship here one day. That's my goal. And Benji Marshall, of course, will take over as head coach in 2024 said it's massive news for the club. He said, we're super excited to be able to sign Jareem to a long-term deal. He's been an exciting young talent and proven his toughness in first grade in his debut season. This is only the beginning for him, and we look forward to him being a massive part of our future at the West Tigers. So firstly on that one, Tigers fans, you'd be happy with that. Bula, one of the standouts in what was, again, not a great season for the West Tigers, but he was excellent. As I said, 18 first-grade games, And now we'll be at the Tigers until at least the end of 2027. And this is probably important for the Tigers because we've seen for many years now a lot of the big name players um, who have started at the Tigers leave the Tigers and go to other clubs and have success at other clubs. So this is a step in the right direction for the Tigers to be able to retain someone like Bula, who is going to be a massive part of this Tigers team as long as he stays fit for many years to come. So I think that is. a very, very good move by the Tigers. And also, uh, potentially Rookie of the Year. We'll find that out next week at the Delhi M Awards. Um, but the Tigers locking him in until the end of 2027. And he had a great season. Got me thinking, the best rookie seasons in, well, any sport. Doesn't have to be NRL. But what's the best first years you've seen? Maybe it's an individual sport. Someone's come onto the scene that you've never really heard of and won a tournament. Um Maybe a tennis tournament, golf tournament, uh, rugby league best rookie season from a player in any year. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Maybe AFL, maybe EPL. There's a lot of that in football. We might ask Chris Perkins as well. I'm sure we'd have that in NFL, cricket as well. A uh, best rookie performance. Um, and look uh, for NRL um, and AFL. You probably consider it a year. Maybe for cricket, it could be on a debut best debut performance. Doreen Buller, uh, Buller, very, very good for the West Tigers this year. So the best on debut, best rookie years that you've seen in your time watching sport. Who's had the best? 0457-736-736 or 1300 one open line number. Now, the other news from the West Tigers is that Lee Hachipantalis has emerged after gaining unanimous support from his fellow board members. Uh, So his extension has been done. He was re-elected at a board meeting on Monday and will now remain in the hot seat at the club until at least the end of 2026. The principal of Brighton's lawyers took over as chair at the end of 2019, uh, replacing former New South Wales Premier Barry O'Farrell. Uh, Teller said he remained uh, committed to turning the club around after back-to-back wooden spoon finishes. And he said, I'm humbled by the appointment. It's confirmation that as a club, we believe that we are heading in the right direction and I look forward to leading it over the next three years. It has been a difficult period in the club's history, and I'm honoured to be endorsed by the board and our stakeholders – as it's Stewart moving forward. Thoughts on that? Tellus, Lee and tell us there for another three years. Happy about that, Tigers fans? Not happy. 0457-736-736 7, 7, or one 30 Your thoughts on Buller reciting as well? And just your thoughts overall. Best rookie seasons that you've seen from a player, best debut performances you've seen from a player, one 0, one 11 70 or 0457-736-736. I see Ben Hunt's comments that were made earlier on in the week. um, Still making news, especially in the world of Dragons fans, on social media as well, especially when uh, he said earlier on in the week, uh, retirement definitely popped into his head. Uh, It's an option he was considering. I'm at the back end of my career. It's not far away, but once you retire, you are done, and I'm not ready to retire yet. Now, those comments were made earlier on in the week. But it seems to be getting um, quite a bit of angst on social media. I noticed Jack Clifton from the Red V podcast, who have spoken to here before on the show, um, put out a tweet about it. I think someone else on social media said that maybe it's time to stop Ben Hunt from talking to the media. Now, it's an interesting one because I said last week, and we might even talk to Jack next week on the show, but I said uh, the other day last week, uh, at the back end of last week, that... Whilst it may not be in the news all the time, although it does seem to be at the moment, uh, this Ben Hunt story will still be a distraction, I reckon, for the Dragons going into next year. Now, they may well say on paper everything's good and everything's fine, and it may well be, but – and I'm sure he'll give his all for the club. He's a very good player, Ben Hunt. He's been a very good player for many years, not just at the Dragons. But surely uh, the distraction is still there um, for the Dragons and for Ben Hunt. I'd love to hear from any Dragons fans this morning – Uh, After the comments last week, also the comments this week from Ben Hunt. How are you feeling about your season next year? Look, there's reasons to be optimistic for next year. Uh, Shane Flanagan coming in. Um, I thought the Dragons were pretty competitive towards the back end of last year, but I just worry, or this year, but I just worry about the fact that these comments from Ben Hunt and this story about Ben Hunt may not go away. It may go quiet. It will go quiet. But I have no doubt it will pop back up again. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Now, story in the Telegraph uh, today in Sydney about the Brisbane Broncos. And I want to get your thoughts whether this will have any impact on the chances of the Broncos winning the grand final if they are to beat the Warriors on Saturday. And we have to see what happens uh, there. However, uh, Brisbane will have played three of 29 matches this year in Sydney. That's just 240 minutes all season. Uh, They have rarely left Queensland all season. Now, Brisbane's only games in Sydney this season were against Cronulla, Penrith and Canterbury. And the Panthers match was back in round one. The Broncos away game against Cronulla was on June 15. And their match against the Bulldogs at Belmore was on July 15. Should they make the grand final, Brisbane wouldn't have played in Sydney for 78 days. Doesn't feel that long ago, that uh, Belmore game, what, 78, 79 days ago, but 78 days. Um, Of the club's 25 NRL games this season, Brisbane has played 12 matches at Suncorp Stadium, three at the Gabba, one each at Seabus Stadium on the Gold Coast, Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville, and Sunshine Coast Stadium. They also played three trials in Queensland and, of course, got the preliminary final this Saturday night. Now, we'll have to wait and see if they get up over the Warriors. Do you think it would make any um, any difference if the Broncos are to make the grand final, the fact they've only played three games in Sydney all year? I don't think it makes any difference at all. I think, depending who they play, there might be factors in why they won't win or why they will win. But the fact they've only played three games in Sydney doesn't matter uh, if they are to make the grand final. And look, we'll do our preview tomorrow. I don't completely write the Warriors off from springing up an upset on Saturday night either. You always wonder about these articles that are written before the event actually happens. So we'll wait and see what happens. But let's say they get to the grand final. The fact that they've only played three games in Sydney, does it matter? I don't think so. There'll be 80,000 plus there next Sunday night at a core stadium. Obviously, well, and it'll be t- it'll be interesting We assume they play Penrith. Now, if it is a Panthers-Broncos grand final, you expect most of the crowd to be Panthers-based. If the Storm upset the Panthers and the Broncos get in, crowd support would be very interesting in the Storm-Broncos grand final. And we know if the Warriors get there, the Broncos wouldn't be there and they would have probably a lot of the – definitely all of the neutral support. So, interesting. Your thoughts on that. Doesn't make any difference. 1-300-01-11-70 or 0457-736-736. So, that's just some of what is on our agenda on this Thursday morning. Going to have a chat with Chris Perkins on the other side of this break. But um, – Wanna ask you, best rookie seasons of all year. Jareem Buller has re signed, is going to re-sign with the Tigers until the end of twenty twenty seven. May well be rookie of the year. Who's had the best debut season? Who's had the best rookie season? Lee us sticking with the Tigers for the next few years. Tigers fans, you happy with that decision? And does the fact that the Broncos have only played three games in Sydney have any bearing on their premiership chances or not this year? One three hundred O one eleven seventy O four five seven seven three six seven three six to your text and Chris Perkins on the other side of this. It's three 13 past 5. It's 17 and a half past 5. Going to talk some cricket shortly with Paul Dennett. Uh, text here from the Big G on a great rookie season, great debut performances. Uh, he says, Morning Dan, best debut year 2008, Cyril Rioli for the Hawks. Yes, helped the Hawks to a premiership win that year. Fantastic player. Uh, well, thank you, Big G. Don't forget, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with the chance t's and c's apply speaking of america time to do this now on tradies
2: news it's time to get the latest from the usa, the
1: USA. and on the line as per usual for a thursday morning he was with charlie other morning it's chris perkins morning to you chris Hey,
2: good morning from southern Kentucky. I'm going to be driving past the uh, National Corvette Museum here in a few minutes.
1: Ah, very exciting, very exciting. Take a picture, send thought it up. put it on social media. I thought you
2: might be interested in that little bit of, little tidbit of news.
1: Now, a couple of things. One thing I'll get you to think about, uh, one of the topics we're talking about this morning, is best either rookie seasons or best debut performances. So just have a think, maybe towards the end of the segment, I'll come back to you on that one. One other thing that I want to throw at you that was in the news yesterday, um, and you're well aware that the NRL heading to Vegas in uh, what, about five months time. Uh, there was talk yesterday that the NRL are looking for several different reasons, not just the one reason to keep the NRL players out of trouble, but are looking at keeping them in terms of where they're going to be staying. And I'll try and get the name of it um, away from the strip, about a three kilometer walk to the strip. Now, Uh, To be honest, uh, I could walk three kilometres of the Strip, so I'm not entirely sure uh, what difference this will make, but do you support the fact that – do you think it will make any difference that they're not staying on the Strip in terms of their ability to get to the Strip?
2: Three kilometres? If they were wanting to get away for – stay away from Vegas, keep the players away from Vegas, they'd be staying in Phoenix. Yes. Three kilometres (laughs) – uh, has has nobody ever heard of uh, taxis or Uber or Lyft? Well, I- or you know the, these are these are highly trained athletes as well. I think they could do a three-kilometer jog with no problem.
1: Yes, uh, I would uh, agree with you. I'm just trying to find the <laughs> the place that they're apparently wanting to stay. Anyway, I'll find that out. The other thing is, it's like, to, in in my opinion, yes, you don't want any issues with vegas anything going wrong with it but you still want the players to enjoy the experience if that makes sense
2: yeah you absolutely do i mean this this is a this is a it's a business trip it'll be a business trip for the for these players but it's to vegas and vegas is a destination city now you do have to balance the the business side of it mm. and the fact you got a ball game to play at the end of the week mm. uh, with having some fun in the fact that you're in Vegas, you know the, the casinos, the shows, um, the the general nightlife, but there is that fine line between having fun. And be, becoming part of the cliche that is, uh, go to Vegas on vacation, you leave on probation.
1: <laughs> yes, this is you true. You don't want to
2: cross that line. No, you don't. So it, it's going to be tough. You, you What, what the, these teams will have to do is they're just going to have to be, they're going to have to trust the professionalism of their guys mm. to know that their guys, they're they're going to go, they're going to have fun while they're in Vegas. Uh, but at the same time, they understand this is a business trip and this is a game that counts in the standings.
1: This counts yes. on
2: the ladder. This is this is points on the ladder for these guys. So for these teams, yes, so they they got to keep the business part of it in mind too.
1: Resorts World is where they're going to be staying at. Resorts World, uh, which was opened in 2021, okay. apparently it has a huge casino and a shopping mall in it. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, sure no doubt, we'll be talking. Sure, lot- they'll
2: have plenty of fun. They'll have plenty of fun there. But you've you got to go see the, some of the other stuff, like the Stratosphere Tower is awesome, the the fountains at the Bellagio. Mm. That, that, that's a must. That's a must see when you're in Vegas.
1: No doubt there'll be a lot more talk about it over the off season and when we get to the beginning of the new season. Now let's get to some American sport, Chris, um, and let's go back in time before we look ahead to this weekend and a pretty bad injury over last weekend's fixtures in the NFL.
2: Uh, yeah, Monday Night Football, if you watch the Steelers-Browns game, uh, you saw Nick Chubb went out with a with a very serious left knee injury. It's the same knee that he tore the MCL, the PCL, and the LCL. And when you're Ugh. using all those acronyms with one not knee, good. you know it's a devastating injury. Very bad. Same leg. Uh, and uh, just to give you an idea of how bad the injury was uh, to see, ESPN did not show the replay any close-up replays during the
1: that see that very rarely happens where uh, you, you do see you do see sometimes where they decide maybe not to show look I'm just talking from an NRL point of view where they might show it once and then leave it and then if it is serious they won't zoom the camera into the injured player but to not show it at all that's a that's a rarity Uh, in fact, we just lost uh, Chris there, uh, there on the line. So we'll try and get uh, Chris back in just a second. Oh uh, four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Paul Dennett coming on the show soon as well to talk all things uh, cricket. Uh, just trying to get Chris back on the line now. Just having a few uh, issues here. In the meantime, Andy on the text says it won't matter about a grand final. But it was the reason they finished second with a massive advantage of Queensland games. Well, yes, that probably helped them, didn't it? Uh, Let's be uh, serious. But at the end of the day, you still got to win the games you're playing in, whether that be in Sydney uh, Queensland or anywhere else in uh, the world. 23 past five, 0457 736 736 is our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736. Also asking you rookie seasons and much more. What we'll do is we'll take a break and uh, we'll try and get Chris Perkins back on the line. In fact, I think Chris Perkins might be there now. Chris, are you there? I am
2: back. Sorry back. about that. That's, you know, a year and a half we've, year and a half or so we've
1: been doing this. That's never happened to us. No, no, and it's very good. I was just saying before we move on to the next topic, I was just saying in terms of the ESPN not showing the replay, very rare, isn't it, Chris, that uh, you don't see sometimes, as I was saying, with the NRL you may see one or two uh, replays, and then probably the same with the AFL, and when they uh, decide it's very bad, they won't show it again, they won't show a close-up of the player. But to not show a replay at all, very rare.
2: Yeah, Joe Buck specifically said on the broadcast, the truck says it's bad, we're not showing it. That's when you know it's really bad. And the video is out there for those of you who want to see it. But we'll just say that Nick Chubb's left leg, uh, specifically his left knee, was bent in a very unnatural direction. Uh, So his his season's over, he's going to have to have surgery. Mm -hmm. And you just pray this doesn't end his career because it's that serious that you would worry about that.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh and you listed all those injuries he had as well. Uh that's awful. We wish him all the best. Uh what have, what have we got to look forward to in week three of the NFL? The season already flying, Chris.
2: Yeah, I mean we're we're week three. We've got nine unbeaten teams still. Uh week three actually kicks off tomorrow night. Believe it or not, we only get two days of, of respite from the Monday night games. But uh New York Giants who are dealing with an injury issue of their own. With Saquon Barkley out with a sprained ankle. They played in Arizona on Sunday, rallied back from what, 21 down mm. at halftime to beat the Cardinals 31 28. They stay down on the West Coast because they play tomorrow night in San Francisco. And good luck to the Giants because their offense has looked pitiful for six of the eight quarters they played this year. Uh, the the two quarters really they looked good, I think it was a case of Arizona remembering they were tanking and, and couldn't couldn't afford to win the game. So that's why the Giants came back and got the win on Sunday. But uh, they take on the 49ers, and Saquon Barkley is going to be out two to three weeks with a sprained ankle uh, for for the New York Giants. So just you know more issues for a 2022 playoff team who somehow some way find themselves 0 and 1 or 1 and 1 on the season.
1: Yeah, and just uh, you just mentioned Arizona. There, are you aware of uh, this ice hockey, the NHL Global Series that's taking place in Melbourne this weekend, Saturday and Sunday? Has there been much talk about? It? I know, obviously, this show going uh, into Sydney and Brisbane, but has there been much talk about it over there?
2: Uh, over here, I, it's preseason. I mean, the teams are just starting mm. to get into training camp. Uh, it's a very cool thing that uh, the NHL is going to going to play a couple of games preseason games in melbourne the la kings and the arizona coyotes uh gonna have some decent star power down there on take one of the bigger stars uh for the la kings uh will be down there now how much the stars play uh we don't know but just to get some more exposure for the sport of ice hockey for the national hockey league uh, around the world i am all for it there's been one Australian on NHL rosters in recent years, Nathan Walker, uh, who was uh, most recently part of the St. Louis Blues organization, which is my team. Uh, it'd be great to see more Australians playing in the National Hockey League, kind of like it's been, you know, slowly developing with Australians playing uh, college football in the, in the mm. NFL. Uh yeah. try to grow the sport uh, in in unfamiliar territory.
1: All right. Yeah, going to be interesting to see how that goes this weekend. Slightly, and I think we spoke about this uh, when it first came out many months ago, slightly odd weekend to have it uh, AFL and NRL preliminary final weekend, but I suppose they might not care about either of those sports and probably fair enough. Uh, Now, James has said on the text, have to assume that NRL players are professional. Chris really doesn't know these players, does he? Uh, Thank you, James. Good text. Uh, Now, Uh, go on. (laughs) Fair point, fair point.
2: Uh, I'm going to say... Most of them will be professional and mm. you won't have any issues. You may have one dum dum who winds up getting a mug shot.
1: Yes, or 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 married. Vossi and Brandy got a good text on S C N eleven seventy breakfast. Uh, or both yesterday about, uh, so there's a player in the NRL called Egan Butcher. There's another player called Wade Egan. Uh, He wants them to get married, and then Egan can be called Egan Egan. Uh, So that is the sort of level we're looking forward to uh, with the Vegas trip a little later on in a few months' time. Uh, Very very quickly, our college... Who
2: knows? Maybe they're... Maybe there, just real quick, maybe maybe there will be a case if a guy gets a mugshot as a wedding present.
1: Yes. Well, you never know. It could, anything could happen. Um, just waiting for the invitation for trade's News to be over in Vegas. I um, do check my mail every day, and I uh, haven't received one yet. Uh, college football. Uh, some blockbusters coming up this weekend.
2: Absolutely. Six blockbusters, uh, ranked versus ranked games uh, this week. Uh, teams, uh, playing an an opponent who's in the top 25 uh the the headliner and the biggest one the one with biggest implications on the playoff is going to be ohio state at notre dame a true road game for ohio state against a very threatening uh notre dame team so Mm. that's going to have huge playoff implications come later on this season when the committee starts releasing their rankings uh, where these two teams slot in at. Of course, you know, the rest of their games do count as well, but this is going to be the most important game for both of these teams. But one game that's going to have a whole lot of eyeballs, and proof come, came from last week, Colorado plays at Oregon, uh, ranked number 19. They beat Colorado State. their in-state rival, Saturday 45-42 in double overtime. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, 40, 43-35 in double overtime, working from memory here. Um, but memory. rallied back. Tied the game late in regulation on a 98-yard drive. Oregon, legit threat to win the Pac-12. If Colorado goes to Eugene, pulls the upset up in Oregon, Colorado becomes a serious threat to win the Pac-12 and uh, uh, makes some serious noise nationally. But they had over 9 million viewers on ESPN for a 10 p.m. Eastern game Saturday night. Uh, The most viewers espn's ever had for a college football game in the 10 p.m eastern time slot the colorado colorado state game last Saturday night so a lot of people are interested in coach prime and the colorado Buffaloes.
1: very very nice all right time to get your nrl tips now i wasn't here on tuesday uh, so we didn't get to review them but i did just have Mm -hmm. a quick listen to the tape chris uh whilst you were talking there now uh so last weekend you tipped the storm just and then I thought maybe you're on record for a perfect week, but no, you tipped the Knights and the Warriors won. Uh, so, still, yeah, uh, disappointing, disappointing. However, chance again, uh, two games to pick from uh, Friday night, Melbourne, well, Penrith Panthers, or the Melbourne Storm.
2: Oh man, I I I tipped Melbourne pretty much all season. Mm. I can't do it this time. I have to go Penrith. Penrith yeah. just looks too strong. I hate to do it. I really think it's going to be a good game, though. Like, like uh, about as close as uh, the game against Sydney was uh, this weekend.
1: Um, and, yes. And you did say last week, tipping is business. So, good tip, I think. Good tip, Panthers. And what about the second game? Yeah. The Broncos and the Warriors up in Queensland.
2: Got to take the Broncos. Broncos. Uh, I, I just got to go with the with a home field and 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 Brisbane strong, and, and we wind up with a new with with a uh, with an NRL grand final one versus two mm. on the
1: ladder. Yes, for the grand final. Yeah, All right. I'll
2: give you a bonus tip. Hollywood kills GWS. Uh,
1: let's hope that uh, apart, it's from, payback, it, apart it's from
2: payback for twenty nineteen.
1: Apart from any Collingwood fans, which, uh, well, the person you spoke to the other day is a Collingwood fan, Charlie Good, sir. but obviously uh, we are on the GWS bus here uh, in Sydney, looking forward to them. Of course, the Lions, of course, in action on Saturday. Could be a Sydney-Queensland grand final in both uh, the NRL and the AFL, uh, or... Uh, And we spoke to Jared. well, the uh, boys on breakfast spoke to Jared Waitley. We spoke to Matty Cox on this show yesterday. Uh, The (laughs) thought of a Collingwood-Carlton grand final. Melbourne will go mad if that happens. But uh, we'll wait and see uh, what happens.
2: Half of Melbourne will evacuate.
1: Yes, yes. uh,
2: Collingwood-Carlton, everybody who's not a Pies or Blues fan.
1: And the rest of them will be there at the parade on the Friday. Chris, great stuff as always. So you're tipping a pat. This Broncos NRL Grand Final. We'll see what happens. Do you think Collingwood will be there in the AFL against either Carlton or Brisbane? We'll see what happens. We'll chat next week and wrap up the weekend of sport.
2: Sounds good. Have a good
1: day. Thank you, mate. Chris Perkins on the line from America. 0457 736 736 is our text number. You can call 1300 01 11 70. Paul Dennett from the cricket, uh, for our cricket uh, podcaster expert will join me next at 26 minutes to six. Nice to have your company on this Thursday morning. We're going to have a chat with Paul Dennett in just a second from the Cricket Unfiltered podcast, one 11 70 457 736736 736 736. And we'll do it for the Makita XGT. Experience professional cordless power without limits. Let's talk cricket with the great Paul Dennett.
2: Now on Tradies News, let's get the latest in cricket.
1: Yeah, and whilst we're in the middle of an NRL AFL final series, a lot of cricket going on, another series about to get underway against India. Paul Dennett, our cricket expert on the line. Morning to you, Paul.
0: Morning, Dad. How you going?
1: Very well, thank you. Now before we get to some of the topics that we're going to be talking about, one of the things I'm talking about on the back of the West Tigers re-signing Doreen Mugler until the end of twenty twenty seven. He's had a standout rookie season. So asking best rookie years. Or best boos Because obviously when it comes to cricket uh, in terms of, now obviously with Sheffield Shield, you can have a rookie year and uh, one day. Is, but when you come into a test team, uh, it's probably not so much a rookie year as more as, and uh, you can't have that, but you've been playing a lot of cricket to make your way into the test team as debuts. Is there anyone on debut that stands out for the Australian cricket team uh, that had an amazing debut?
0: I think Mark Waugh had to have one of the biggest ones um, mm. coming in at the uh, dropping of his brother and just most the most sumptuous 130-something uh, in the Ad- at the Adelaide Oval. Ricky Ponting, who was kind of the anointed one, came out and um, belted 96 against Sri Lanka at Perth and got the worst LBW decision of all time. They should retrospectively apply there. Right? Yes. I it was missing the stump by about um, a foot. Um, and Dougie Walter's got a couple of hundreds in his first couple of games and Scott Boland is another one. Um, who electrified the mm. electrified the scene and is still a cult hero to this day um, for those wickets that he took a couple of years ago against England at the MCG and then beyond. Rugby league, Grayson has to go about four tries in his first game, I think, didn't he?
1: Uh yes, I think he. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Three or four tries for the Bulldogs. I remember that. Well, I think there was two thousand one. Interesting, you mentioned the Ricky Pointing one. I was only, I was just googling it. I was only five then, but for some reason, I remember watching it. Uh, one of the things that stood out from our childhood for some reason and I thought everyone thought he was going to get a century and out for 96. Disappointing, but look, I think he made up for it uh, throughout the rest of his <laughs> uh, test career. Alright, it hasn't been a good week for Australia. Losing and picking up some injuries as well. Talk us through it and but the potential ramifications heading into this India one day series and of course the World Cup that begins in a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, it's been a pretty horrible week actually. Um, I mm. still remain optimistic. I think that the Aussie side In the past, in 50 over World Cups, they seem to get the job done when it really matters. So I'm still, I'm looking for that. But the week itself, uh, since we last spoke, um, they'd already lost the third game. And then the last two games, once again, they got beaten by South Africa to lose the overall series 3-2, having won the T20s um, 3-0 and looking good initially. But not only did they get beaten, they got absolutely obliterated. Um, And there's a couple of stats that have come out of it that are quite amazing that the the last 10 overs mm. in those three games, Australia conceded 96, 173, and 113. Mm. Um, and in the in that fourth game, not only did South Africa score 416, they got 296 off the final 25 overs. I mean, back in the day, yeah. 296 was a winning score of 50 overs. So, mm. yeah, it was pretty um, pretty grim. But the, the worst thing to come out of it all um, is Travis Head. Yeah. He's got a broken hand. And... Looks set to miss the World Cup. Um, it's a cruel blow to him because he's um, in the form of his career. I, I was expecting to have a massive World Cup, and I think it shows just what a, a key player he was for the World Cup. That there is some speculation. I don't think it's going to come true, but there's some speculation that even consider picking him, even though he's injured and won't take play, won't take any um, role in the early games in the World Cup, simply to have him in there towards the business end of the tournament, so that we'd effectively go in with 14. Mm. Um, and I don't think that's going to happen, but it just shows. How highly they think of him? Not only his batting, but he, he uh, bowled really well in, in one of the one of the earlier one dayers And with the World Cup being in India, and sometimes pitches starting to turn even more than you expect, some um, some part time off spin, better than part time, uh, is very effective. So that's been pretty grim.
1: Mm. Does Mardish Labashan come in for Travis Head? Do you reckon if he, if Head is indeed ruled out?
0: I think so. Um, so these three days that they've got against India, starting tomorrow, they don't fuck <laughs> around, um, are going to be... Um, uh, there's there's a couple of possibilities there that uh, if, for example... So Matthew Short is over there as well. Um, if he were to absolutely back the house down, then, then maybe he could uh, jump above Manus Lavashain. But I don't think so. I think all things being equal, the likely um, replacement for head will be Shane. Mm. Some people are concerned about that. They're sort of thinking, well, if we have Smith and Lavashain together in the top order, that that's... Um, not enough power hitting, and I understand that concern. But I think that maybe that's doing Smith a little bit of a disservice, especially, and, and Shane himself uh, can score reasonably quickly. So I, I would say that Lavashain is the one that's going to come in. Um, and unless someone like Tanvir Sanger or someone else bowled the house down, I think that the squad that we named is the squad that we will uh, keep with that exception of um, Shane in or head. We've got up until the 28th of September to finalise it though.
1: And it is interesting because before last week, and obviously the injury to Travis Head, no one wanted that, but everyone was talking about the a form that Marnus Labashain was in. So it's funny how these things work out sometimes.
0: It's amazing how he has been, um, it's, he's kind of like a, 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 one of these sort of self-help people could say, look at his career as a real motivation for you because, Every time there's been no possibility of getting into the side, he found a way in. Going back to 2019, where um, he was no chance of getting in the Australian side, went and played for Glamorgan in Wales, scored a, a million runs, batted really well in the um, bat off that they had between the two um, halves of the Australian side, and then got in because of a Smith concussion, and then made it every post winner since then, and he's done it. Um, he's done it more than once. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I was disappointed that he wasn't going to make the squad. Um, I'm devastated for head, but I, I am pleased if if Labashane is going to be the one that replaces him.
1: Now, you mentioned it's been a bad week. Adam Zampa in particular, uh, none for 113. That's uh, not not great bowling figures. I mean, I don't think I could do any better, but he is a professional cricketer. I'm not.
0: <laughs> um, shout out to any listeners who've had the same bad life choices as me that they've seen both hit live and the one that it equaled as the worst bowling figures of all time, none mm. for 113. Mick Lewis back in 2006 when Australia scored Four hundred and thirty-four against South Africa, and it wasn't enough. Mm. That was a lonely night watching watching that. But the thing is, normally after you've been towed around, the captain doesn't keep throwing you the ball. Um, so it's hard to break this sort of record. Um, uh, Labuschagne himself, Labuschagne, no, Zampa himself, uh, I think went for twenty-three off the final over that, that then got him to the to the record. So it's a bit uh, a bit of a surprise that he's actually given the ball. Uh, yeah, Mick um, Lewis's performance has kind of gone down in history, and. I'm sure he was watching, hoping that maybe um, um, Zampa could concede an extra run and make it 114, but it wasn't to be. Mm. But um, I still think he's going to be a a fine bowler for Australia in the World Cup, but a little bit of a concern that that he's been leaking some runs
1: of late. We are expecting the returns of Steve Smith, uh, Pat Cummins, Glenn Maxwell for this India series. How do you see this India series going? I mean any match they play very competitive obviously uh looking ahead to the world cup though but do you think the return of those big three players will make a difference surely it has to
0: you'd think so i mean they're they're such champion players and it's going to be a welcome return to to having them uh back in the side um and stark as well in the kind of um bowling some death overs um but the australian injury list is quite is quite considerable that, Mm. that um We've got Agar, who's missing this series. Um, but was it, that's partially because of the birth of his baby. He's also had a calf complaint. Uh, Abbott split the webbing in his hand. Head's got the, the injury we spoke about. Cummins and Smith are coming back from wrist complaints. Stark from the groin. Maxwell from ankle. Even Ellis and mm. Johnson, who are kind of our backups, are, are injured as well. So you wouldn't say it's been the perfect preparation for the Aussies leading into the, into the tournament. It's going to be a big test for the sort of the, the big stars of the Australian side. That you know, Smith and Cummins. Stark, Hazelwood, um, Maxwell—those sort of stalwarts of the team. Uh, this is obviously pr- probably um, for all of them. I'd say going to be their last 50-over World Cup, and um, can they do it one more time? Can they storm back into the uh, to, into the contention that the often the the main players these days are missing quite often mm. in bilateral 50-over 50 50-over 50 games, as is the case in T20 games. But as I sort of said, Australia often do get on a roll in World Cups. So I don't know what it is, and I don't know whether it's um, sort of some a myth that we talk about, but since losing, uh, we lost the, t- the 2019 semi-final. But other than that, I think Australia's made seven semi-finals in the World Cup, got through them all. Mm. And I think that the advantage of this tournament is it's just one big pool of 10, you play nine games, you've only got to make the top four, um, there's every chance Australia should do that and then come that time they'll be battle hard and then as I said playing into that myth, any team that's playing them in the
1: semi-final will be pretty nervous. Uh, yes, going to be very interesting. We'll do a complete World Cup preview. We won't even get you in here in a couple of weeks' time, at least uh, once or twice throughout the World Cup, if you'd be up for that. Just quickly, I noticed yesterday before I headed to bed, England, uh, having one-day series against Ireland, and I noticed the Barmy Army uh, tweeting, or the Barmy Army Twitter account, anyway, about uh, the fact there was just a little bit of rain around. I just went into the Cricket Australia app just to see what the score was. Uh, match abandoned without a ball bowled. So, funnily enough, rain at headingly uh no play at all what a surprise that there's rain in england paul Uh,
0: look i think um i'm a bit uh shell-shocked about the whole rain thing because every summer in the last few years it seems to have rained in sydney and the rest of the country has ganged up on us so i'm kind of um I'm glad that there's rain elsewhere, but we, we, we kind of really can't say too much of it as Sydney-siders.
1: No, uh, and I'm sure that will become a talking point in a few months' time if it starts raining over the New Year's test. Paul, great stuff as always. We'll have a chat at next week uh, about these one-day uh, matches against India. Of course, the World Cup very close as well. So we'll have a chat again next week and talk all things cricket. Thanks, mate. Looking forward to it, mate. Paul Dennett on the line, our cricket expert, he will join me next week. And then, of course, once we get into the World Cup, we'll probably have a chat with him a couple of times a week. Looking forward to that, the sport, even though the NRL and the AFL finishing up, uh, we do have uh, a lot of cricket coming up, and of course we have got some international rugby league at the back end of uh, well middle of October through until November. Chookman just on the back of our discussion with Paul Dennett says hi Dan Zampa needs to get wickets because he can't catch field or bat. Uh, so what I can take from that Chookman is that you are a massive fan of Adam Zampa. Thank you Chookman. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We did that cross with Paul Dennett. Thanks to the Makita XGT, the professional choice for callless convenience. Unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. It's 10 to 6, Traders News in a nutshell. 626, six. good to have your company on this Thursday morning. Breakfast not too far away. Uh, don't forget, by the way, think Red Smoke Alarms. Think red redsmokealarms.com.au. Uh, text from the Yoval Treatment. He says, hi, Dan. Hard to go past a mortal Reg Gasnier's debut season. Picked for New South Wales after only five games and Australia after six games. Uh, the rest of your text is missing. But speaking of Gazniers, I remember Mark Gasnier as well made his debut after playing. Pretty sure I'm right in saying played." Grade beforehand, just an hour or so beforehand, came in uh, due to an injury and then. Uh, we know what a good player Mark Gasnier turned out to be as well. So it's just funny how sometimes these things happen. Uh, well done to Lindsay Collins as well last night in terms of the Roosters winning the Jack Gibson medal. I think Lindsay Collins, we saw how good he was for Queensland. Uh, one of the best forwards this year and uh, hopefully for the Roosters in Queensland and himself, he can continue on with that type of form next year. Thank you for your company today. Breakfast coming up in Queensland. Pat Hills after the 6 o'clock news in Sydney. It'll be Vossie and Brandy with Vossie and Brandy, some of their special guests along Alongside Michael Karyanis and also Michelle Bishop, with you assistant coach, Ben Gardner, and North Sydney legend, Greg Florimo. The Bears in the grand final. New South Wales Cup grand final on Sunday. Really looking forward to that. So that's coming up on Breakfast in Sydney. Padden Hills, as I say, in Queensland. We will preview finals weekend tomorrow with Charlie Goodso and EPL Action with John Gallo. i will catch you tomorrow morning from 5am. Breakfast follows the news.